Oh, yes, of course. Of course. Yes, of course. Yes, the master voice. I'm your host, Cam. God, I'll try not to get in trouble for that. <laughs> I'm your host, Cam, and I'll try not to get too carried away with the sound of loving my voice. Here tonight, we got the one, the only, a graduate of UC Santa Cruz. We got comedic magician Larry Wilson. <laughs> Howdy. Howdy. Creator of his self-titled Wilson Method, which he's been teaching since 2017. Mm-hmm. He's been a magician-themed comedian who's performed on an evening at the Improv, been a magic consultant, overseen Spellbinders, the International Festival of Magic, and currently hosts the How to Talk to Humans podcast, where he details better yet improved communication techniques. We got Mr. Wilson here. <laughs> so you're the complete package. <laughs> Well, the way you say it, it sure sounds that way. I have to say thank you. <laughs> made me sound uh, so impressive. I started to think, who is he talking about? What oh, the hell are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's me. Well, so, man, you, you've been all over the map in, in a great way, and you've been staying busy. Um, uh, overall, when did you just first realize you wanted to share some tips and tricks with the world? Well, that's a, that's a really interesting question. Um, you know, whenever someone says something like that, when did you realize it makes it sound like I'm much smarter than I am. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure I really uh, realized it. Uh, so many things in my entire career I've had no idea what the hell was going on. <laughs> I just sort of holding on as best I could for this wild ride. Um, you know, I was performing comedy magic. I started, you're not supposed to do this, but I started out on television. Mm-hmm. Managed to work my way down to live performances. <laughs> this is not the way you're supposed to do it, but I, you know, I'm just always trying to hold on and and enjoy the ride. And (laughs) at some point along there, and you said 2017, which sounds probably just about right. I had been someplace (laughs) making some kind of presentation. And there was a guy in the audience who was the Ford professor of engineering at MIT. Mm. A guy named uh, uh, Alan Oppenheim. And he came up to me and said, you know, uh, I just thought your communication skills were unbelievable. He said, could I hire you to come to MIT to teach some of our grad students advanced communication techniques? I said, well, sure. He said, you know, they're all geniuses. They just are bad communicators. Oh. And I said, sure, I'd be happy to. So. I had the reason this was such an unusual turning point for me is I had frequently over the last 30, 35 years, I've been hired one-on-one to work with people, but it was usually people in show business. It was usually people I either had some dealings with from television or film or you already knew and now there's strangers. And, and (laughs) it just didn't occur to me that, normal people would have any interest in this at all. Mm-hmm. And of course, to my surprise, this thank God for Professor Oppenheim, he saw it. 
So I came and I did this uh, weekend event at MIT and it was a huge success. And I was really surprised because of course these people all were geniuses. They were so open to the whole idea of getting better at this particular skill. A lot of times in show business, I would get hired by people who later on I figured out didn't really want me to teach them how to get better. They wanted me to say, oh, you're perfect. Like, there's nothing anyone could improve about you. You're the best there ever was. You're all done. You know, <laughs> via con Dios. And, and of course, they weren't ever perfect. They had all these problems. But that's a different kind of personality, you know. Mm -hmm. Now, what happened was working with <laughs> Professor Oppenheim after I did this uh, crazy thing uh, at MIT, he said, you're a great entertainer, but this communications training is what you should be doing with your life. <laughs> and if it wasn't somebody as esteemed as this guy, I would have just thought they were kidding. But I said, you're serious about this? He said, oh, yeah, absolutely. So I created this entire training program I call Wilson Method. And I realized as I was doing it, this is why it's so funny when you say to me, when did you realize? And I'm thinking, well, I'm not sure I ever did realize. <laughs> In the course of putting it together, I started to see a pattern that what I was teaching were all these things I'd learned from the most famous entertainers in the world. These are people who had, you know, uh, Academy Awards, or in some cases, more than one Academy Award. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I, I started to realize, oh, these people all have something in common. They seem to get everything they want out of life. Right. They seem Until to Until there's something else new comes out. You know? <laughs> That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. And but I realized the way they were able to do it was their communication technique. And I thought, oh, this is great news because technique is transferable. You know, technique is duplicatable. Duplicatable, talent, rediscoverable. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if someone said, oh, I want you to teach me how to be talented, I don't know how to do that. I don't know anybody who does. I, but even you then, to... it's so many sides of one oyster, you know? It's right. Like... <laughs> it seems uh, impossible. I, I, I'm doing this show right now here after doing some brief, like, three different Skype chats back in, I want to say, early 2010s during mm -hmm. college. It was just for fun. But it braced me for, hey, now I know I got the patience for trying to be a little tech savvy and trying to let someone tell a conversation and trying to ask some questions without sounding like I have zero interest. <laughs> right, it's right. All these, uh, basically you form your own checklist, but even then there's plenty of others who, like you say, you'll, you'll ask them what's your process and they won't even have a checklist. They'll have some other kind of uh, formula. And I guess a, a follow-up to this, would you feel like, when people discover a new gift, um, what are the 
do you think there's a list in terms of like how they process this all and realize whether it does or doesn't work for them, this new process? Wow. Uh, that's really interesting. Um, I don't know. Uh, There's so many answers to this, but I well, yeah, the answer is not necessarily that satisfying. The answer is <laughs> um some of them do, some of them don't at all. Some of them are just kind of flailing around. Right. Unorganized. <laughs> right. Now, now I think most of them, when they see something that's very effective that delivers real results. Mm -hmm. Those people, I think, have a tendency to, it makes an impact on them. They, they record that moment. They sort of say, oh, wow, that really works. And I think of that kind of as a hallmark of Wilson method, is that it's really simple. I don't teach anything that's complicated. It's all very simple. It works, and anybody can do it. Mm. And when I realized that's what I was sort of uh, compiling here into this training, I realized, oh, so this is stuff that maybe 50 years ago, Cam, I think was more commonly understood. <laughs> I have a theory. I don't know if it's true or not, but I think it's, the it's advent... A <laughs> well... Some of the technology that's happened in the last 20 years, I think, has diminished people's ability in communication. Mm -hmm. Which is it ironic because it should technically have the opposite right. effect. But if right. you're not utilizing well, it, or... it, it is it is ironic. It's also, you know, it, it's counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. In other words, you and I are having this conversation and we're thousands of miles apart. <laughs> we're finding a connection while others don't want to see if they have a connection they kind of want to just kind of robotically program it so to speak you know <laughs> like right. pretty soon right. we're going to be seeing people utilize probably expensive cars but not seeing you know how far they can innovate it so much as well we can have this car drive for you as opposed to how do i learn how to drive <laughs> in a better way yeah that's weird. I mean, it is odd. <laughs> Nothing embraces for it. And I think the average person kind of often sees in school that you still got to go out and embrace the world and see uh, what's fiction and what's fact, you know? <laughs> I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. You have to test this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, you know, uh, in the early 70s, um, Texas Instruments started making these handheld calculators that suddenly were affordable for everyone to buy. Yes. <laughs> and a lot of people's math skills deteriorated from that point. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, you don't need a calculator. You have a phone that can do that and a million <laughs> other things. Right? Uh, but, the clocks be damned, you know? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Who? I mean, I think a wristwatch is just like jewelry now, right? You know? It's a collector's Nobody's item on eBay. <laughs> that's right, you know? Um, so I think that the stuff that I accumulated in Wilson Method, and I've told this to other people, I've said, you know, you don't really need me to train you on this stuff. 
you could just do it the hard way, the way I did. Just spend the next 15 or 20 years by yourself hit and miss trial and error which is what you were saying to me is you know do these people suddenly realize i think that's what my greatest value is is that i'm able to accelerate your learning curve so that you start to see immediate results um you're kind of already ahead of the curve because just looking back at all this stand-up material which is so very well remastered kudos to whoever you know took you know vhs era you know <laughs> Oh. a bit but um various videos i was seeing but uh it, it really was neat how you're also kind of naturally telling a story and kind mm -hmm. of inviting others to kind of say hey you know anybody can try this magic trick if they dare <laughs> and i'm gonna sh and but well, why, why do you think you like to kind of you're already naturally just inviting people in because it's just so common that you know both storytellers of any caliber and even magicians kind of want to, you know, keep all their bag of tricks, you know, quiet, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> except mm -hmm. for their protégés, you know? <laughs> well, I, I think I have a sort of unique perspective on that. You see, in the days before video, you know, I just, mm -hmm. I referenced uh, Texas Instruments calculators, but in the days before consumer home video, you know, uh, it, it's, it's hard to picture this, but to me, the idea of saying you're a magician is already a funny story. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? And, and so, who's, who's and, to and judge? in that same way, <laughs> every single magician I know, and including me, learn magic first from books they found in the library. The simplest skill, actually, checking right? out what's available to you and making notes of those notes. <laughs> and and you were saying a moment ago, you're saying, "Oh, magicians don't like to reveal their secrets." Well, except that every library in the United States has books that reveal all these secrets. Yes. <laughs> if you're just willing to go on that journey. And some people are, and some people aren't. You know, that's okay. But I have a feeling, and this is why I think uh, my perspective may be a little uh, different than a lot of magicians. I, I'm never really that concerned with the secrets. Mm-hmm. Because you're not insecure. Uh, much, you're very measured. You're very balanced. Well, I think what's more interesting is the experience that you're having. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, I don't really have supernatural powers. Allegedly. No, I'm just kidding. I, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. If I did have supernatural <laughs> powers, we wouldn't have to be on Zoom, now would we? <laughs> yes. I. I'd whip out my magic carpet and I'd fly to wherever you were and <laughs> right, you know? So the idea that I'm playing a character who says he has supernatural powers to me is already very funny. But I think the appeal of magic is that we all would like to believe in a world where Anything is possible. 
Mm-hmm. It's easier it said than like. done. <laughs> right, right. It is easy. I mean, but when we do have that experience, when, you know, uh, if you see live in person, um, some extraordinary close-up sleight of hand expert, you have this funny sensation where your brain is sort of, you know, arguing with you going, that's not possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just saw, yeah, but it's not possible. But uh, we saw it. It was right there. You know, <laughs> that sensation, I think, is really, really enjoyable. And that's much more what I'm focused on than the actual secrets. That's very splendid. So you're going above and beyond the curb, and you're also exploring what the mind wants versus what the mind sees versus what we accept and don't accept as possible. And you're playing around with so many different things here. And yeah, ah, that yeah. is just so very well uh, depicted in that description where it, it, it is true. It seems like the mind, you know, it's more than what it wants versus what it should want. It, it, now it's, we're, we're getting into a dilemma of, we're accepting that we can excel doing stuff that is larger than life looking. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because the mind is so, uh, the mind is so funny. The mind wants to think that it's like in charge of this whole thing. Yeah. You know, uh, it and can control it every funny, aspect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it it has a funny reaction when it confronts things that challenge that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I have to tell you, Cam, I it's very very rare that I meet anyone who doesn't like magic. That's very true. Rare. I haven't really seen. I think uh, to answer your question. I think it's because it's a special kind of spectacle. Because, like, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, you've been in the Nevada area. So, I mean, and I've had stories before by stand-up comedians on how it took them a while to actually figure out a better place to kind of display their comedy scene and figuring out yeah, a better yeah. venue. Absolutely. And it seems like, I don't know if it's just part of the culture and people are more patient with it or if it's just because it engages the brain you're not going to get any as many snobs in the audience you know interrupting your act so well it's funny you know (laughs) you know uh, there's a there's also a funny thing here because you know a lot of people think of magic as being just for little kids or kind of a corny or old i've noticed that too it's for whatever reason i don't know if it's just someone thought oh the magical world of disney that that means it only is that <laughs> like so yeah it, it does make you wonder where when did someone want to well, gatekeep <laughs> because sometimes i think uh, that's the lowest hanging fruit mm. is that it seems like oh here's something uh that involves fantasy that's for children that's just for children and of course i don't have anything against performing for children but i find the most entertaining for me is performing for adults because they don't expect to have 
the experience that they have. And it I, I know a lot of other magicians who feel this way. It's so fun when you see the look on their face. Um, uh, I had a piece of video that I had to uh, uh, censor because I couldn't use it certain places because this woman started cursing a blue streak because mm. I had just done something. She just she said, oh, God, I hate magic, but that was incredible. What the fuck? And she went up and said, what just happened? What, what? You know, and I said, well, <laughs> but she she kind of just you were just seeing her mind being blown, you know, <laughs> and and you're right. I mean, a part of this is finding the place that's the best venue, the best um arena for you to present what you're doing you know um and different people's styles lend themselves to different situations i know i've been in certain places that i thought oh this is great this is a great venue and then somebody else who i knew was a really good performer would say oh god i hated that place i just couldn't and i thought oh that's weird then there'll be some other place that I don't feel that comfortable, but other people saying, oh, wasn't it wonderful? And I'm saying, no, I didn't like it. So <laughs> different things, you know, and and you mentioned before, and I think you're right, the expectation of the audience also has a lot to do with it. Um, it just seems to vary, but no, that, that's a good window you open because it seems like it can, uh, there's somewhere it's like, I don't want to say we're predicting the audience, but we typically often encounter certain types. So we often kind of ex ex expectations are going to happen if it just constantly happens a certain way. But Absolutely. it is interesting how you, you you get way more kind of patient with certain professions, certain hmm? acts. And I'll tell you even more than that. A lot of what I do these days... Um, when I'm not teaching Wilson method, when I'm performing as Larry Wilson, comedy magician, mm -hmm. uh, I the bulk of my work is really uh, for corporations, for private events, for um, whether it's after dinner entertainment, they have a bunch of shareholders come in and they make some year end prediction of something, or maybe they have their uh, uh, their employees there and it's a, you know, employee appreciation event or it can be anything like this where they don't want their guests whether they're employees whether they're potential clients whoever they're they don't want them to be bored they want something fun and exciting and um for me it's particularly fun because the people in the audience frequently know each other mm -hmm. you know they have a shared um they do this once world. a year they bring friends along it's right it's very intriguing they know the same vocabulary and i i do some serious uh homework for these corporate events because i want to be able to speak the language that they speak so you sort of see the crossover here from wilson method um you know in wilson method training i frequently will will caution students i'll say don't try to bring your barbecued ribs to the vegan picnic. <laughs> yes, don't mix. Uh, I don't sand care with how fire. great the ribs are. <laughs> They're not going to go over at that vegan picnic, you know? So 
part of this means you have to find a common language and you have to make sure that you're speaking in a way that you can connect with the audience. And part of that is advanced preparation. I Every corporate thing I do, I send them a long, um, you know, I was going to say questionnaire. I guess that's what it is. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know about um, uh, certain jargon that they use. I want to know about inside jokes in their industry. Um, a couple times they've given me stuff and I looked at it and I said, I can see how this should be funny, but it's not funny to me. But right. Given what they, and I'd craft a joke and I'd go out and do it and it'd get such a huge laugh. And I realized it's not because it's such a brilliant joke. It's the shock of recognition. Mm -hmm. All these people who share this language, they realize, oh, this guy knows what we do, what, how we talk and stuff. <laughs> so. it, it does, it, that is a good, another note on that note. It seems like uh, half the time is like having to recognize people in the audience acknowledging it by letting out a mild laughter versus, you know, seeing if they're yeah. laughing unintentionally at something or just reacting and what came out happened to be a laugh. It, it is interesting having to kind of dissect that a bit and kind of read into it because sometimes oh, you just yeah. don't really realize it until you're in the thick of it. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And, you know, this is also what we call, this is another name for what we call experience. You know, <laughs> the more you do it, you keep, hopefully, you keep filing away all those notes about, oh, this means this, and this means that. When they're like this, it's a different thing. So that you have all that to draw on when the situation calls for it. And then you're not left hanging, you know? <laughs> right, right, exactly right. Uh, I once did a show, Cam, and it, it was a corporate, uh, well, sort of corporate, um, I knew it was going to be 400 people in the audience, Man. but the people who had booked me neglected to tell me that everyone in the audience was hearing impaired. <laughs> yeah. it's <laughs> a lot to and, soak up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I realized right away, there was someone on stage with me doing American hand sign language, and I realized right away I can't pretend that I'm not surprised and I can't pretend that, oh, this is, I, I had to let them see how off balance I was. And it made them really empathize with me. I felt them connect with me. And then it was really weird because they would laugh at stuff, but there'd be a couple beats uh, lag time before they were laughing in sort of a different place than I was used to. And do you feel like times, you would have encountered this? Sorry, I'm not trying to cut you off. Uh, uh, do you no, feel like no. you would have encountered this sooner rather than later? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get. I don't know. I, you know, um, but one of the things that was weird is then sometimes they would laugh at things that I didn't think were funny at all. And so I would look over at this woman who was doing American hand sign language 
And I would try to see what she was doing. And I realized she had to hear what I said and then sign. So it was a few beats behind. But a couple times it wasn't funny and they were laughing. And so I, I said to her on stage, I said, what did you just sign? And then that got a huge laugh. And I realized, oh, she just signed. What did you just sign? And then I said, no, I'm serious. And then that got a huge laugh because she obviously had just signed, no, I'm serious. And I said, well, I'm just going to say it again then. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to watch you. And so I said, I'm going to do feats of ledger domain. Uh, wait, what did I say? Oh, sleight of hand, ledger domain, and prestidigitation. And it got a huge laugh. And I looked at her, I said, what did you sign? And she leaned over and said to me, do you really want me to tell you? I said, yes. She said, <laughs> so I signed big word, don't know what it means. And that's why I got such a huge laugh. Um, the fact that they could tell I was rambling on and using all these 75 cent words that was funny to them, you know, but like you say, you have to really have the experience to know how to deal with unexpected situations when they arise. That's <laughs> uh, it's a good example because like there's so many who seem to think that everything is kind of when you get to a certain point, you're kind of immortalized in a way like it all gets easier when really it can just keep getting harder. <laughs> it can always get weirder. It can always get weird in some completely unexpected way, you know? <laughs> I mean, this has been refreshing to talk to you because like we've all kind of have wake up calls every once in a while and we still have to remind ourselves, hey, you know, we're not set for life. We still got this or that to deal with. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. I, last year, I uh, started adding Delta-8 to my uh, various pills and capsules that I use. Uh, it allows me to sleep better because for whatever reason, I was not able to go to sleep all of a sudden. Hmm. But no one could have predicted that. I couldn't predict that. There's just, no. But many people assume, oh, you know, you should know what's coming along the way and it's like no some stuff hits you out of left field and how you brace it kind of determines how you brace any other challenge from that point on yeah, yeah nice. i think you're right i think you're absolutely right uh have you been very impressed with uh the amount of students and uh just crowds that you've been fortunate enough to encounter well like i say once i started working with um civilians that is people who are not in show business it um not only surprised me how open they were it surprised me how fast they were able to uh, implement the things i was teaching and get really amazing results for themselves mm -hmm. uh, it's incredible really there was a guy who flew in from germany to train with me a guy, um, strange enough, named Patrick, which I don't think of as a German name. 
but uh, <laughs> he came in. He really wanted to learn uh, some stuff for his business, uh, dealing with people he'd never met before. And he did fantastically well. But about a month after he flew back to Germany, he sent me a video that kind of blew my mind. He said, I just want to let you know this is so great and the training. I wasn't sure at first if it was worth the time and expense to fly to Los Angeles, but it was so great. And so he said, but after I got home, after a few weeks, I realized that my wife and I were talking about things we'd never talked about in 10 years of marriage. And he said, I didn't realize I was using all this Wilson method technique. He said, because it's so natural, it just becomes part of your everyday life. You're not even really thinking about using. No. And he said, <laughs> to me, that was like an incredible success story for somebody who's coming for business, but then finds for their personal life, all this stuff works just as well. And totally. the results, you know, I can't even imagine that. <laughs> it, it seems like everyone's having to kind of like naturally run into surprises. And then you just give yourself like 10 minutes to kind of just process it all. Mm -hmm. Maybe even more. <laughs> it's that one point. You know? Yeah. Uh, that That's lovely. That's it's neat because it's also illustrative of your students weren't predictable. You weren't predictable as a professor and everybody surprised each other in a good way. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I don't like to make too big a point of this, but I feel like I get as much or more out of training people than my students do because <laughs> The questions they ask and the experiences they have, it just keeps refining and sharpening my picture of what's going on here. And, you know, at one point in my, uh, I, uh, a couple times a year, I'll do a two day boot camp uh, that's in person, that's live in person. Sweet. It's very immersive. It's a lot. Of, reason I call it a boot camp is because. I'm making you do the things that I'm teaching. So we'll go over some stuff, but then I'll make you get up and actually do them. So that you <laughs> feel it, so that you have a sense of what's really going on. And um, in one of these, I was trying to explain, because uh, some of these people also want to be better on camera. Yes. They want to be self-aware of how they look, where to look. <laughs> Absolutely. And so some of them, you know, may have a copy that they have to read on camera. And so I was saying, you know, if you take some colored highlighters and you assign an emotion or a state of mind or a perspective to each color, then go through and mark up the copy so that maybe green means this is something secret I don't always share. We'll return after these messages. Hello and welcome to Culture Shocked, the pop culture podcast brought to you by four aging millennials and our outdated opinions. Join us every Tuesday as we discuss movies, TV, games, and even music, new and old. Dude, what do you think you're doing?
Are you seriously trying to record a promo without us right now? Well, uh, yeah. Dude, you can't just do the promo by yourself. Who's going to listen to that? Yeah, and you probably haven't even told them that we're a pop culture podcast where we always agree on everything. Uh, for instance, the Sam Raimi trilogy easily being the best of the Spider-Man movies. J no, no. But I think we can all agree that Jaws is a classical masterpiece. Mm, nope, don't like that. But we do all agree that the sequel trilogy of Star Wars is the best in the Skywalker saga, right, guys? That comment is so ridiculous, I don't even know where to Anyways, uh, that'll do it from all of us here at Culture Shock. Thanks for listening. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Cool thing about Blind Knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. We are in the U.S. We are in the U.K. We are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan. We're in Australia, y'all. Blindknowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation. And then maybe blue means something you're really excited about. Create and a legend, you know, a dossier on what this and that represents. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. And one of my students said, oh, it's like an emotional roadmap. I said, <laughs> yes. I said, that's so smart. I said, I'm stealing that. Thank you very much. That is a roadmap. Said, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> An emotional road. And I find this when I'm training these people, stuff like this comes out constantly where I'm learning all this stuff from them. That's, you know, kind of amazing. Uh, and all together, um, are you impressed with the turnout of your students? She had to give uh, a yeah. random number on how many are really just sorting through the material and making it a part of their own pre-existing well, routine. Again, it's an interesting question. You know, for the two-day boot camp, I asked people to apply um, because it's it's so small, it's so intimate. And I want to make sure that the people who can do exactly what you said, who can really implement this stuff, yeah. And and occasionally, uh, people will apply, and I have to turn them down as politely as I can. And, you know, basically, I'll just say, oh, I'm not sure this is a good fit for you right now, but, you know, please stay in touch with me. 
because what sometimes I get the feeling that some people, you remember how <laughs> Keanu Reeves learned Kung Fu in the Matrix? And okay, so it's just kind of a similar kind of tactic. Of... Right, they, they just plugged the thing in and they said, I know Kung Fu, you know? <laughs> I think sometimes people think that's what's going to happen with this Will Smith. Well, it is not. If you get that um, vibe, you want to save them and you time. <laughs> right. In other words, that that was what was so fantastic, of course, about the Matrix. But in my training, it's all simple stuff. You need to understand it, why it works, and how it works. And then you need to practice it. Mm -hmm. And then you, you'll get fantastic results. I, I personally will guarantee it. And so for those people who are ready to do that, they seem to do splendidly. Now, I'll tell you, because of COVID, the last three years, I've been working like a fiend trying to create an online training program that's just about ready to be launched. That's lovely. So, yeah, so that you know, people who can't afford to come to wherever I am or wherever I'm doing the training. Um, and, you know, as with everything in life, there's uh, trade-offs. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, it's much less expensive than <laughs> yes. training, you know, in a group of 10 people. Me, um, And there's another, what I think is really important value is that once you have done this online training, you have access to it in perpetuity. Yes. So you can come back and look at it again. And in fact, as you're watching part of it, you can stop it and back it up and say, wait a second, what was that? And look at it again. <laughs> so, um, you know, there's, there's trade-offs to everything everyone does, but um, I'm really hoping to... Uh, make that available very, very soon, um, hopefully for a much wider market of people um, because it's uh, easier with this technology to be able to reach out to people. And it's all the same kind of stuff. You don't have me there uh, putting you through your paces, but on video, I am holding your hand and, you know, right. showing you do this, do this, do this. And what do you see happening around you? What <laughs> results do you see? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Altogether, it just seems too like you're also you're very good at just kind of like allowing your voice to really uh just kind of invite people to listen to you um oh well thank you uh, but again you know this is just technique cam that's all technique. it is <laughs> uh, um, i got applauded many many years many years ago i was going to be doing some i can't some project or other and i thought maybe i should get some uh, vocal training for my voice and I didn't know anything. I didn't know how to research stuff. So I just asked a friend of mine. He said, oh, I know somebody who knows somebody who knows a guy. And uh, This is in Los Angeles. And I said, okay. So I met this guy. He was very nice. And he really, I knew he worked mostly with singers. 
I said, mm-hmm. you know, I don't sing, but he said, no, no, we'll just do some stuff to get your voice, you know, stronger and more flexible. And, <laughs> and some of the stuff I was doing with him, uh, exercises to warm my voice up and, and breathe properly, I just started doing every day. And I've been doing them ever since every day. Nice. And that's it's that. Now, here's what's funny about the story, Cam. Many years later, I find out that this guy who was training me was like a very big deal. He was, <laughs> I guess, one of the top guys training opera singers. Jeez. But when I met him, he didn't seem, he seemed very down to earth. He just seemed like a regular guy. He, he was just, his name was Erwin Winward. Erwin. And yeah, he, I met one of his students many years later and they were so shocked that I trained with Irwin. I said, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't realize, like, I should have been more impressed or something. I mean, he was great. And the stuff he taught me was great, but I, I didn't really know, you know? <laughs> and they said, well, do you have a copy of his book? I said, I didn't know he had a book. And so they said, well, it's very hard to find. It's out of print, but I'll send you a copy. And so they sent me this copy. And sure enough, a lot of stuff in the book was the stuff that he'd been training me, but it was in much <laughs> greater depth and it had much more to do with physiology and with singing and all these. Di- but I only say this because uh, I'm glad that the sound of my voice you find is compelling and draws people in. <laughs> it's just something I'm telling about you, it. It's just technique. It's uh, this is all stuff that I teach. I teach the stuff that Erwin Winward taught me, and it sometimes seems funny to me because I think, well, this is all simple stuff. But <laughs> you know, if you're really good at uh, hitting a tennis ball, then maybe it doesn't seem like that big a deal. You just sort of think it can oh, seem God, kind of anything. boring because you're like, well, what's the What's the big issue? <laughs> right. Right. It's funny. It's funny. Uh altogether, um oh, who are you most inspired by other than your your talented self? <laughs> well, do you mean uh mean just time? people you like to listen to, be influenced by, uh just sit down and listen and totally recommend others yeah. check out their no, books or yeah. I mean that's a pretty that's a that's a pretty broad spectrum. Mm-hmm. One of the people's whose voices I really like is the actor Ian McShane. Yes. Do you know him? I from, do. Uh, I do like that guy. The Deadwood. Deadwood. Yeah. <laughs> the John Wick films. I mean, I keep trying to see if I can identify what it is that I think is so great. I can't quite pin it down. But the sound of his voice and the way he uses his voice, incredible. Absolutely yes. incredible. You know. Really near impossible um, to even care uh tell if he is or isn't committed because he's all about like he's so even recognizable, but he even tries to find little ways to kind of look like a different part of the scene for lack of a better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um God, it's just great. <laughs> <laughs> it's just thinking of it sometimes makes me laugh. 
because <laughs> he's one of those actors who very cleverly uh, does less than you would expect. You know, sometimes we think of actors who are so over the top and everything is so grandiose, you know. <laughs> and McShane's one of those guys who just like with a tilt of his head, you get this whole feeling of things coming off him and ideas and, or he doesn't quite smile, but part of his mouth will move a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then when he does speak, it just, it always kills me. It always kills me. Yeah. You can't brace yourself because you just don't know where he's going to go with it. Um, right. And I do kind of feel like some of these different celebs are kind of almost like the magicians of the world in that oh, some yeah. people like to be wowed while others want to know their tricks and be like them. And then there's others where it's like, well, not saying you can't be like them, but you still want to be kind of you. Ooh. Unless Absolutely. that's not the intention. There, there's so many ways you can go with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's... um uh oscar wilde quote uh i think uh, wilde said um be yourself everyone else has been taken mm. and it's good advice <laughs> i don't ever want people to think that i'm going to train them to be like me or to be like ian mcshane or to be <laughs> a certain i want you to be so relaxed that you can let what's inside you out effortlessly. And, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll say there's three C's that I sometimes touch on in Wilson Method. Um, connect, convey, create. I want you to learn to connect with people before you've said a word so that you can convey your message and create authentic bonds because Sweet. when people feel authentic connection with you that lasts forever it does <laughs> whether it's personal whether they're friends or whether it's business those people will remember you forever there's and, no way around it. <laughs> yeah, there really isn't. There really isn't. And so that's what I'm always aiming for is to let you express yourself so that you're impossible to ignore. And when you speak or when you write, your message is impossible to misunderstand. Yes. <laughs> You know, often forgotten that that part is often goes out the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, altogether. Uh, so th this class that and uh, this website of yours also sound very intriguing. Um, are there any other uh, uh, acts that you've been a part of that you'd like to promote and uh, applaud? <laughs> well, uh, thank you. No, I think. Um... You know, uh, obviously, if uh, people listen to this and are interested, in fact, I'll tell you what I'll do, Cam. I'm going to 
torture my poor IT guy. I'm going to get him to put up a page that's just for people who listen to this podcast. Oh, too kind. <laughs> if you go to uh, thewilsonmethod.com forward mm-hmm. slash C-A-M cam <laughs> there's going to be a bunch of uh, free stuff there about Wilson Method and in fact if you decide seeing there that there's if people want to get more involved if they're interested in the online training or the boot camp I'll um, I'll discount it some phenomenal amount like 50% so Good call. <laughs> uh, because it's interesting and I like it's just it's funny but I have a predisposition towards action takers if somebody hears about something and I I know that I'm that way if I'm listening to a podcast or watching a TV show or something if something pops up that's interesting I immediately jump on it I want to see what it is and so the people who do that I want to reward them for that I want to motivate them to continue doing that so that's sweet (laughs) uh, yeah and if people uh you know i have a podcast of my own uh how to talk to humans Mm -hmm. and it's available wherever podcasts are harvested um you'll be able to find it there uh you know spotify and apple and on and on and um i think they're about uh, I don't know, 12 or 15 episodes out so far. But um, the response to that has been phenomenal. I'm very, very surprised and pleased uh, because I guess uh, it's the continuing story that I'm continually amazed that regular, normal people see the value in advanced communication skills that there's people out there. I'm not the only one. There's people out there who want more out of their life. They want all kinds of things more. And this is a whether really it's for bragging rights or whether it's for just finding out some like giving themselves a challenge. There it, it is definitely, like you say, just sure. it's an eye opener just, of an eye opener. <laughs> yeah. Just just to be able to alleviate the frustration of people who can tell there's some problem, but they can't necessarily tell what it is. But somehow, if it's in business, if it's in their personal life, they aren't getting the things they want out of this life. Well, I turn to these superstars of entertainment. And I think, (laughs) they don't have any problem getting it, you know? And... Didn't have to, uh, you know, some people I know have said to me, well, yeah, once you're, so, you know, a superstar a recording artist or whatever it is, of course you get everything you want, but that's not <laughs> really true. And it's also, it I think it's, I think it's chicken or the egg. I think it's the other way around. I think their superior communication skills are what got them to that level. Mm-hmm. of being so famous and so successful that's what i think um again i just see my own life when i employ those things 
I'll give you a simple, ridiculously simple. I hope it doesn't sound like I'm encouraging your listeners uh, in bad habits. But just recently, I was driving someplace on a long drive, and I was going to a small town, and I somehow in my mind, I knew I was going a little too fast. Suddenly, lights go on behind me, you know, policeman's pulling me over. And I thought, oh, well, mm. you know, I thought, you know, I probably was going too fast. And so as I see this guy in my, you know, side mirror, I see him watch. I think, now, Jeez. what do I want to do in this conversation with this guy? I thought, well, what does this guy want? I thought, well, this guy wants to be respected. He, uh, he must, every day he must pull people over who say, I wasn't speeding. No, you're crazy. I don't, you know, somebody's going to give him some kind of, so this guy wants to be respected. But also it occurred to me, I thought, you know, this is such a dangerous job. I bet this guy, whether he's consciously thinking of it or not, he wants to go home safely tonight. So I said, <laughs> okay, here's what I'm going to do. I turned the light on inside my car and put my hands on the steering wheel so he could see all my fingers spread. Yes. And the guy came up the window and said, uh, you know what the speed limit is here? I said, I have to tell you the truth. I don't. He said, it's 45. And I said, how fast was I going, officer? He said, you were going 55. I said, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. And he said, you know, can I see your uh, driver's license? I said, yes. And with my hands on the wheel, I said, it's in my pocket. I'll have to reach down into my pocket to get it. And he said, okay. And so really slowly, I pulled it out, gave it to him. He said, can I see your registration? I said, yeah. I said, it's in the glove compartment over there. I'll have to lean, I'll have to take off my seatbelt and lean across. He said, okay. So I got it, gave it to him. And he went back to his car and I thought, well, you know, it's what I get. I was driving too fast. So guy comes back, hands me my license. He said, you know, it's really important that you obey the speed limit around here. And I said, yes, I understand. I'm sorry. He said, please drive safely and turned and walked away. Didn't give me a ticket. That's wild. Now, maybe, maybe it was just luck that I didn't get a ticket. <laughs> but I have to tell you, I've never had that experience before where I got pulled over, where I was clearly going too fast, and they let me go with a warning. I've never had that experience. Maybe that's just that police officer. Maybe he does that all the time. But it's, I don't think yeah. that's. I think it's because his interaction with him made him feel like I really saw him. I really saw him as a human. And I heard what he was saying. That's what I think happened. Instead of, uh, you gave some kind of understanding instead of, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm saying what everyone usually says. You know? That's right. Instead of being some kind of wise guy. Defensive like, officer, what are you talking about? No. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, oh, did you use your radar gun? When's the last time it was calibrated? I suspect if we were to take this to court, he doesn't want to hear that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, he's just trying to keep people safe. And that, to me, seems like a tiny, tiny kind of microcosm of what I feel Wilson Method does is just thinking about these things before you get involved. You know, I also talk about three Ds in Wilson mm -hmm. Method. To determine, define, and deploy. Define. I want you to determine what your goal is in every communication before you do it. It seems so simple. It is simple. It seems so obvious, but you'd be surprised how many people think they're going to wing it all the time. Yeah, it kind of gets They're just going to go in and wing it. <laughs> and they're going to shoot from the hip. And, you know, people who shoot from the hip are gunslingers. And gunslingers die young. Mm -hmm. If you stop and think about what it is you're really trying to do, it makes it so much easier to be really clear. Don't make and sure then, you're happy. <laughs> that's exactly right. You don't want your finger on that trigger. You want to be calm and cool and collected. The second D is define. You want to define the means of transmission. Is it on the phone? Is it on Zoom like we are? Is it <laughs> in person? Is it in a text? Is it in the, all these things use different techniques. And then the third D is to deploy the tools that you learn in Wilson Method because they're specific to different, different kinds of situations. And just that thing of determining your goal. You could, people listening, if they will just try that, will be astonished at how uh, remarkable the results are that they're going to receive. It's such a simple thing to do. Such a simple thing. I totally. But, uh, I've done improv and the people often did bad at it were the ones who wanted to kind of do a one-up. And it's like, this isn't a challenge. You can't be challenging. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's right. Yeah, I, That's right. I, I do security for my day job, and the ones who often don't last one are the ones who just kind of make a scene about everything. They drive around, they instigate a conflict instead of just slowly just kind of observing and right. then just saying, okay, nothing was discovered here during this entirety. <laughs> just... Right. Well, you know, it's funny you should say that. Sometimes those people who are always want to make everything into a dust up, you can tell they don't know what their goal is in the communication. Yeah, they don't They're know just, what they want at the end of it. They kind of are just right. hoping it will come naturally. Right. So the it's like it's kind of like, are you are you listening and learning, or are you just you know nodding in agreement but not taking notes? <laughs> Well, it's it's funny you should say that. Um, one of the guys I was a good friend with was uh, an Academy Award-winning actor named Carl Malden. Oh, wow. <laughs> We're going to Sidney LeMay and Elia Kazan oh, territory here. Nice. Sure. Well, I think of Carl from On the Waterfront mm -hmm. and 
a streetcar <laughs> named Desire. Love him. You know, and uh, I tell you why I thought of him right now is because of what you just said. Uh, one time I asked him, I said, I said, Carl, can you tell the difference between a good actor and a bad actor? And he said, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, I said, really? He said, oh, it's very simple. I said, tell me what. Now, you have to understand, this guy had been on uh, Broadway with Marlon Brando <laughs> Streetcar Named Desire. I right. think they ran for about two or three years. So they did hundreds of performances. And he said, a really good actor is listening to you as if they've never heard what you're about to say, even though it's you've not done scripted. Of... Right. They're not waiting for you to finish so that they can now chew the scenery. <laughs> well, that's exactly what Carl said. He said, a bad actor is just waiting for when it's their turn to talk. Mm -hmm. And that's it. It's as simple as that. <laughs> really good actors listening to you, like, I don't know what you're about to say. And then when they hear you say it, they have to process, well, what does he mean? Why would he, even Why though would they he say that? Oh, yeah. eight times a week for the last two years, right? Doesn't matter. That's the art of what that is. But the bad actor is just waiting for his chance to talk. <laughs> So yeah. you're, you're... <sighs> listening. If only, only it would yeah. happen more often. Yeah. Well, you know, we can't control what other people do, Cam. No, we can't. M much as we might like to, it just can't be done. No. We can control <laughs> what we do. That's yes, the good can. news part. We can lead by example. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been terrific, and I'm glad you had a moment to uh, strut your material as well as just kind of, again, I mean, this is why we do these chats in general is if we're not even just involved or even thinking about this chat, you know, if it's too easy a chat, that'll you know, still reflect. So it's just really cool when we can have a series of challenges mixed in with ambition and then do an about face and put various other aspects of this chat in perspective. And I, 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 I applaud you for your earnestness, your patience, and just oh, okay. wanting to go out there and kind of gleam at the world. Just see, Hey, you know, here's what I notice. Here's my take on it. I'm going to share this with you guys. And then I want you to reflect back on how you've interpreted it. It's just yeah, a great hands-on experience for all involved. Well, thanks. But yeah, uh, now uh, we're, we're at the end of the turning point. Uh, anything else you would like to uh, plug <laughs> other than no, your website no, I, code? <laughs> I, well, thanks. I, uh, I am, I am going to torture my poor IT guy. To put up the Wilson method.com slash ham. <laughs> and uh, there'll be some cool stuff there. So that'll be great. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, so other than that, man, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I can all, uh, 
any class live classes we should also know about no i think everything will be on there anything anybody's interested in seeing they can find on there and uh and if you know they're just interested in the podcast the podcast is how to talk to humans with larry wilson so nice know. nice and you know i'll tell your people as i tell people on the podcast i say <laughs> Anybody who has any question is free to email me. Um, fire off an email to me. I'll be sure Mary. to add your site. <laughs> yeah. Because be I read every single one. So, you know, if you have any questions, any thoughts, any ideas, I'm always anxious to see what people have to say. <laughs> it's kind of like the famous last words. If you have no questions, did you even want to ask and pick someone's brain <laughs> yeah yeah it's why i would always get a chuckle when instructors i mean some of them kind of did it kind of be jerky but then if you don't feel like they're listening that's where you do okay what did i just say and if they right say it in a way which i mean sometimes that can be subjective because sometimes they will say it but not in the way you're desiring and then other times it's like yeah no you didn't even listen to this at all <laughs> right right well you know i mean the whole point is everybody's different everybody needs different things and you can't beat yourself up about people who don't get your message or it doesn't resonate with them that's okay mm -hmm. you know um <laughs> somebody asked me recently they said what makes you think you're perfect mentor for anyone i said well i don't i said i, I think i'm the perfect that would mentor. be called ego my friend <laughs> that's what i think but maybe there's another explanation i just think that i'm the perfect mentor for somebody who feels they resonate with what i'm saying if what i'm saying connects with you then yeah i'm the guy and if it doesn't that's okay there's somebody else. You've got you plenty know? of other material to play around with. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's been a delight, sir. And thank can, you, Cam. Glad we could hang and actually just get a sense of just passion. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks. Well, I do enjoy what I do. That's for sure. And I, I don't mean to make anyone feel bad, but I'm always a little bit surprised when somebody tells me they do something they hate doing because I can't quite understand that. I just I think, mean, well, some then, of it's a sacrifice and then there's others who it seems like they have a love hate or hate watching and yeah, it's very yeah. confusing, like you say, because it is, you don't really know where to go with it. It's kind of like improv. And you break the first rule, which is don't negate, you know, contribute to the That's scene, right. you know, acknowledge. And uh, again, that is the number one rule. You listen and then you kind of build on what that person just said. That's right. Uh, yes, if the person and... comes up to you and says, hey, uh, why do you got free alien faces on your back? You say, oh, when could you tell? That's funny versus, oh, I, I don't have that. What are you talking about? That's, That's stupid. Right. Oh, God. Oh, we're dead. <laughs> you just, you know. just gave them zero things to work with. <laughs> and, you know, it, it it seems like consideration just kind of goes out the window. <laughs>
Well, for people who haven't practiced, yeah, it's mm-hmm. hard. It's hard to do. You know, <laughs> so much. Oh, th- thank you, thank you. This was a w- lovely sit down. It was very laid back, and it was. Uh, I I think you mean well with your intrigue too, because it's it's not only not easy to get people to listen, but it's also sometimes hard to remind ourselves, hey, I got to do a better job listening or uh, right. getting rid of this Absolutely. little nitpick that's not really adding to whatever is going on here. <laughs> no, you couldn't be more right. You could not be more right. Active listening is at least as important as talking. You know, it's, well, if you it sounds like you have a serious background in improv, then you know it's (laughs) absolutely mission critical. And unfortunately, I think kind of like so many people like to just go around acting like magician is for those who are into magic tricks. There's many who will put their shields up and say, oh, improv. Well, I I can't do any of that. I'm not a comedian. It's like, well. A lot of the people who said, I don't think I can do it, you know, are doing it for a living. So, I mean, That's right. Whatever Absolutely challenge so. you're open to, please don't don't deny yourself. Yeah. Absolutely right. Well, thank you ever so much, sir. And I hope others will remember. Three uh, rules, connect, create, convey. Anyone else yeah. paying attention? Please. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, um, anytime, uh, anytime, Cam, don't hesitate to reach out. I and thoroughly enjoyed it, man. And, Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> if I see any, like, stuff. just person looking for your skills or just wanting a public speaker, I will definitely you know, just, just find, uh, just holler at them and then holler at you and then. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks very much. Spread around. Pay it forward. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks a bunches. And you Thank remain you. safe out there. <laughs> thanks. You too. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up review show.